are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you all for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We're going to talk about counting the costs here. We know everything that's gone on with the postponement, the statements that have been released. Let's talk about all of those. Make sure you guys are abreast to everything everyone's been saying and how the guys are certainly going to pay the price, according to Roy Williams. But when we round it out, let's just bring it on back home because the fact that there's even death threats in this situation is truly tragic and annoying. And if you really sat and thought about what we're all going through to actually threaten somebody's life it's just gross but here we are so to make sure you guys know because some of you guys don't listen every single day and that's unfortunate but I want to remind you that yesterday the men's basketball game was postponed they were supposed to play Miami at 7 p.m. but due to the fact that a meeting of personnel from both schools who mutually concluded that the game could not move forward there was no game both teams continued to adhere to the minimum outline protocols in the ACC medical advisory report. So they're saying that all is going to be better now on the flip side, right? Reminding you that UNC's athletic director, Bubba Cunningham, released a short statement on the postponement of the game yesterday saying, quote, we are disappointed that tonight's game against Miami is postponed and hope that Every effort will be made to reschedule the game, end quote. And as I mentioned yesterday, I don't think that Miami owes it to Carolina to to try and reschedule the game. I think that at the end of the day, Carolina might have to forfeit. Honestly, they deserve it (laughs) because you just knew better. You knew you couldn't. There was video obtained from the Daily Tar Heel that showed Dayron and Armando two of the bigs on our current roster celebrating the big win over at uh, over Duke at a party. But here we here we find out more information. Do a little digging, do a little dirt from the local paper, right? They were not the only players at the party. So a statement from official statement rather from Carolina basketball. Quote Saturday night a number of players and managers, not just the ones shown on that video was seen, got together to celebrate our win at Duke. Our intention was to celebrate privately within our group. Unfortunately, we allowed several friends who are not members of the team to join the gathering. We were inside and not wearing masks, which were mistakes. We apologized for not adhering to the university and athletic department's guidelines and apologize to Coach Williams and his staff for not stepping forward when he first addressed it with us on Sunday. We have worked too hard for eight months doing the right things to make those kind of mistakes at this point in the season. We are hopeful we will be able to play again soon and wish to remind everyone to stay safe so that this pandemic will be over as soon as possible, end quote the 2020-2021 UNC men's basketball players. Oh, let's sigh. So let's break down the statement a little bit, right? The fact that there were players and managers that got together. Cool, you're in your little group. You'll have a little get-together. Y'all celebrate, grab a team dinner, 
right? You could have done that at, you know, somebody's crib, or you could have done that back at the arena, you know, a little pizza post-game, say, what's up, everybody? Good game, squad, you know, eat pizza on the bus, go about your way. It's only eight miles down the road, right? Then to say your intention was to celebrate privately within your group, I get it. You know, everybody wants to do a little kumbaya right here, but when you tell one friend, two friend, three friend, then it's like, oh, kickback, like, we just saw all the homies on Franklin Street. You think they're just not going to do nothing to celebrate the fact y'all beat Duke? Of course not. That's just not how it goes. <laughs> We've all been in college before. And then to say we're not adhering to the guidelines, and we apologize to Coach Williams and his staff for not stepping forward when he first addressed it, that lets me know y'all was out here just hands in the air, shrug shoulders, not not really admitting what was going down, which is unfortunate because I think at the end of the day, y'all got to own, you know, own your ish. Like you got to own it, right? If you were sitting there doing your thing, like, that's cool. It wasn't what you're supposed to do, but it's a lot different when you just respect the fact that you did it, you learn from it, you pay for your mistake, and you go about your way. So hopefully from this statement, the guys came together and realized and recognized and understood that being a student athlete, anything you can say and do, it's unfortunate, will be used against you in the court of public opinion, i.e. social media, right? It just takes one Snapchat. Somebody record that Snapchat. Somebody send it to somebody else. And they probably don't have malice against it. They're just having fun just like you. But we all know that when you're at UNC, you're on a different level. Your branding is different. The scale is just... I'm honestly shocked (laughs) with all the members of the football team. We didn't see that this fall, especially after some huge wins that Carolina football experienced. I'm shocked we didn't have that conversation we haven't had this conversation, rather, this season for the football team. So it just, you know, I get it, right? You beat Duke, you beat the rival, all that stuff. As bad as Duke is, I'm sure it just felt good to win against Duke. Fine. Live with it. You learn from your mistakes? Cool. Statement from head coach Roy Williams saying, I appreciate, quote, I appreciate the players voicing their apology. They made a mistake. They've been fantastic for more than eight months in the way they have dealt with the whole situation with the virus, but they realized they didn't make a mistake for which they are paying a very significant price, end quote. Now, you know good and well, we all been there before, right? You know when your father figure, grandpa, daddy, somebody say, you know what, I appreciate, you know, you telling me you're sorry. That's how you know then, that's a different level of ugly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just know you in the different kind of, you didn't know, you know, there's levels to trouble, right? You know, you on a different level of trouble. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate what you said. You didn't say like, you know what? I forget the players. Let's just move on. Let's keep it pushing. No, nah, they knew, they knew what time it was when he said they realized their mistake for which they are paying a significant price. Who boy, <laughs> woo boy. I hate it for you. I hate it had to be them. I certainly hate it had to be slim. It is quite unfortunate that the guys put themselves in that situation again. For me, I think it's just being older. You know, I've I've done my dirt. I'm so glad that they didn't have Snapchat when I was in school. I'm so glad we didn't have Instagram stories and you couldn't just pop videos and do whatever you want because boy, oh boy, probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. (laughs) But I also think, like, you know, at the end of the day, if you step back, Roy Williams is not a spring chicken. Like, the coaching staff aren't spring chickens. So 
if for nothing else, do it for your coach and the safety of realizing that you can endanger him. It's just that it's that simple to get this virus. Like it's not one of those things that we can truly ever play with. There are people that, you know, I've seen read, you know, inspired by who are literally perishing at ages that I'm not shy from. Right. So I'm just, not playing about this virus. I don't want to condemn the guys to the degree with which people on social media feel like it's their job to do because it's not that deep. And I think they know what it means, but it's just, it's tough. It's tough to just pretend <laughs> like this is okay. But for so many reasons, a lot of people beyond these damn players have failed, <laughs> failed us. So we can take a moment and just really reflect on that point. Like Carolina has not been, has been in the news multiple times at this point when it comes to COVID. So unfortunately, this is not the first rodeo, but here we are. So there's my sentiments on that. Now you know everything that's going down. Carolina has to play Duke again. So, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to figure this out? <laughs> Carolina has to play Duke at home again. Uh, I need the 12th chancellor of UNC, Mr. Gushquitz, to shut down, talk with the local authorities. Can we shut down Franklin Street? Can we ensure that people are not going to be burning mattresses and just doing whatever they feel? How do you even know the people that were out there? I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know all the 300 you know, student warning tickets y'all administered. I would love to know how y'all made that happen. But, hey, I don't know. You could prevent this again by not allowing the people to be out there like knuckleheads. Just it. I can't, I can't even, I can't even write. I'm, I'm about to get down that rabbit hole and I just won't, won't do that to myself tonight. But I'm just saying, we know we play Duke again. We know that we have an ACC tournament to get to, which, you know, history shows us we celebrate when we win an ACC tournament. We do have a chance of being in the NCAA tournament. Hell, we all know anything can happen in that bad boy. So maybe the powers that be can put things together. So we're not worried about this moving forward. It's a long road. It's a long road to get to March. It's a long road to hopefully get to April. So I hope that they got everything they need to ensure that this just doesn't happen again. Speaking of roads, if you guys are looking to travel any more this season to any of the away games, or are you looking to travel to the NCAA tournament, ACC tournament, make sure you hit up rockauto.com, the family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. They have everything that you need. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? If you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Now, again, we did have some good things to talk about over the weekend. We saw Carolina and Duke or sorry, not Carolina and Duke. We saw Carolina take down Duke. We saw Carolina women's basketball take down NC State. 
Again, I had mentioned how Carolina's scoring leaders, Caleb Love, Armando Bacot, Leaky Black, and Garrison Brooks certainly helped a performance that was hot and cold for sure. But thank God Carolina was the hot hand in the end. Carolina definitely had Duke right where they wanted him throughout the entire game. It was Carolina's game to lose. But boy, if they didn't try to do it. The recklessness of the turnovers just has to get better, right? Told, I talked about how we wanted to change the narrative of being turnover tyrants. So to me, feeling yourself, having gaining confidence and keeping the ball rolling in that regard is great. But when the mental mistakes just keep getting the best of you, you have to start doing some mirror checks. <laughs> you have to start doing some Michael Jackson man in the mirror conversations about why I'm doing too much sometimes with the ball. I'm trying to be the world's best ball handler, but I am not Kyrie Irving, okay? <laughs> so maybe we cannot. Yeah, maybe we should not. I also think that Carolina has to get better at the guard and wing position. I think, you know, Caleb Love had a great game. 25 points is awesome, but I think that has to be a consistent thing. I think 19 to 20 should be something that he's sleeping on, doesn't his sleep all the time. Okay, I also believe that R.J. Davis, for whatever reason, is having some shaky goes at it, but I'm still believing in him. I'm still believing in the fact that Andrew Playtech is going to be my man who gives me a good two to three clutch three-pointers when it matters. So all of those things are essential to me. Also, though, my veteran leadership has to step up. I think that Garrison and Leakey are doing a pretty good job, a decent job, but it's always about being either a vocal leader or someone who shows and proves. And I think they're both still trying to figure that out. So the reflections of what I think about Duke game is it was cool. It was the sloppiest game I've ever seen Carolina Duke style. It was it was fine, though, right? We live with it. I live with it more so because it was the win. But I think we've got to prep for Virginia, who is going to be a defensive powerhouse if we get the chance to play them on Sunday or on Saturday, excuse me. I think that is going to be an opportunity for us to show, like, can we better protect the ball? So we're going to have to be a – we're going to have to <laughs> figure out how to be mature <laughs> – ball handlers right and not sloppy careless and I don't even want to say immature because that's not the right word but it's like you can't be sloppy and careless and think that that's going to cut it for top 10 teams like Virginia it's just not not in the end it's not going to help you in tournament time it's not going to help you in you know NCAA tournament time at that like conference tournament yeah right you don't really care about that that much because you're a you know powerhouse you've done it you've done ACC titles before Right, sure. But if you're trying to get in that conversation to be in the Final Four, Speed 16, Elite 8, all that good stuff, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out, peeps. As you know, I mentioned yesterday, Caleb Love also was the freshman of the week. So shout out to him for doing big things. But it was a good week for us, despite all the craziness that's going on. And remind you that the Carolina women held down by beating the number four ranked NC State team, Carolina Women were certainly looking to ruffle some feathers, and they did just that. Alyssa Utsby with 20 points, Stephanie Watts with 17, Pet Petra Holzinska. I was I listened to the show, I listened to the game, made sure I heard for her name because you know I'd be butchering it every time, but I call her Petra because listen, y'all be giving me these tough words that I can't pronounce already in the English language, so. Bear with me. But PJ held it down with 15 points, three, four, three field, uh, three pointers made, and she was lights out. 
you know, Stephanie lights out from three, Alyssa lights out from three. It was just a beautiful sight for Carolina basketball because it showed all the hard work is there, right? The talent is there. It's on the page. Like I talk about the guys, it's there. Can you do it consistently? Can you not fall asleep like they, Carolina women did in the third quarter? <laughs> 12 points in the third, right? Can it not be all your opponent where they feel like they even have the confidence to get back in the game? Those are certain things that I think both teams have to continue to work on, right? They allow teams to get back in conversations. They allow teams to feel good about themselves as if they can get even remotely in and possibly beat you. So it's all a head game to me when it comes to Carolina basketball, both men's and women's. I think they got to get out of their heads, stop being young and silly in more ways than one, right, and just hoop. But if you're going down the stretch and you're thinking, man, tournament time, who am I going to bet on? Who am I going to you know, pull for? I always say go for the heels, right? That's your number one option. And if you're going to do that, you got to go to the one place that has you covered and the one place that I trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Stop sitting on the sidelines. Stop acting like you don't want to get in the game. Stop acting like you don't want to put some money down. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of Black men and women in the sports with a new series called Locked On Presents, More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a Black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Now, ain't that a shame that I can't even read my own name? See, that's how you know. That's how you know it's a conspiracy to bring a black woman down. No, I'm just playing. I do, though, think you guys should listen to this episode. I was blown away by Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball's conversation. It just, we I mean, we know... <laughs> As women, specifically black women, the struggles, the issues that we go through, the opportunities that sometimes come and go from being black women. But I think it's important that we acknowledge it, have that conversation. And the piece of, you know, what really hit home for me was talking about sisterhood and how we have to stick together. And I think at the end of the day, if you don't have a tribe in whatever you do, you better find one. And I think you know, rounding home this conversation about Carolina basketball and the week that the men have had, you got to find your tribe. You got to find the people you can trust. You got to find the people that you can confide in and, you know, talk to about the situation. Cause I'm sure they, I mean, we talk about the young guys, right? It's a new ball game. It's a different level of social media love and hate, right? It's one thing to be at your high school level, people dogging out, it is what it is, saying a little cheap stuff. It's a whole other beast to be a part of what is the Carolina basketball machine. I think that is completely unnecessary, uncalled for, and shameful for people to send death threats to children. <laughs> I mean, I think you shouldn't send them to anybody, but more importantly, sending them to, but worse to me rather, is sending them to college students who are literally doing this for your entertainment for absolutely nothing, like for free. I don't care if you want to talk about scholarship, none of that. They're playing this game for you for free. If you can't put that in perspective, 
maybe you should check why you watch and follow this thing. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're not following it to support, to have some sort of memory, where were you when, you know, Marcus Page hit that shot? Where were you when, you know, Danny Green dunked over a young man at Duke? You can have all those memories. Where were you when Jerry Stackhouse? Where were you when Rasheed Wallace and Vince Carter? I'm sure we all have stories of the greats where we ate, you know, chicken fingers and french fries at Four Corners with Michael Jordan, like something like that. Everybody got a story to tell. Everybody has an opportunity to just talk about their experience with the heels, right? So I think that if you can't put it into that kind of perspective, if you can't just let it be fun and is what it is type energy, I really want you to stop and reflect, why are you watching this? (laughs) Like basketball in general is a, you know, pickup game that we've done since, you know, peewees. And I'm just confused (laughs) as to why some of you go so hard with the point where Caleb Love hitting or missing a shot is not going to put more money in your pocket. It's not going to have that girl text you back. It's not going to have anybody win you like millions and billions of dollars, right? Sure, you can win some money on betonline.ag, but like, come on now. Let's let's relax. It's never that serious to threaten someone's life of a sport that they play and you just watch. It's never okay to threaten the life of a sports reporter breaking a story that he damn sure should have broke because it's insanity <laughs> to think that it is okay to party during a pandemic, especially when you have an elderly coach. It's insanity to think that that's okay. I understand it's getting hard. I understand COVID fatigue is real, but you better buck the hell up, <laughs> right? Like we've got, we've got to do better. So if you find yourself wanting to get real happy behind them Twitter fingers, I implore you to just put the phone away, go spend time with your family. Like let's put the Carolina Jersey up, hang it up for the night. Let's just not, right? <laughs> Let's just do something. Go do a puzzle. There's so many more options than being disrespectful towards kids who are just trying to make it through just like the rest of us in the year of 2021 after what has been one of the hardest years for so many people. So that's my spiel. That's my soapbox. I hate it had to be on it, but sometimes you got to step up to the plate. And some of y'all need to hear this. Like It's just not that deep. Just enjoy it for what it is. I promise you, it's so much easier to watch a Carolina basketball game and not cuss somebody out. It's so much easier to like, yeah, you have a heart attack because you want them to do well, but then win or lose, you go to sleep with two eyes closed and you wake up and your day is still your day. Like, I promise it's okay to just support and not get so emotionally attached to where it's just not, it's kind of sickening and it's not supportive. At the end of the day, your first motive should always be support the heels, period. If you can't do that, reflect, take a step back. That's all I'm going to say. All right? So that's all I got for you guys today. Make sure you tune in again at Locked on Heels, at Locked on Presents. If you want to get some good conversations going and flowing, at Candace D. Cooper, if you want to talk to me personally, I'll talk back. We can have a further in-depth convo, whatever we need to do. So have a great Wednesday coming up. Make sure you stay smart and safe out there. We're in now into hump day, one step closer to Friday, which means one step closer to the weekend. All right? Cool. Stay smart and safe out there. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, all of that good stuff. And as always, go Heels.